Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Built Like This Podcast. I'm your host Maxine on episode 284. Hello, hello, hello. (laughs) Uh, Let's start off with this. Let's start off with this. I watched a movie this past weekend and I'm here to tell you about this movie and why you should stay far away from this movie. Please, if you haven't heard it from anyone else, do not watch Salt Burn on Amazon Prime. Please, please. <laughs> I am doing you a favor. I, I watched it so you don't have to watch it. I watched the movie so you don't have to watch it. Spare yourself from the disgusting nature in this movie. I don't even know where to begin because on one end, sure, right? Everyone has the right to creative expression, especially cinematography, but... This is like too far. This is beyond what's appropriate. This is beyond um, what's okay. And I just don't appreciate that I watch this caliber of a movie. I'm just disgusted. I'm disgusted. I'm disgusted. Okay, how do I... Sorry to start off like that. (laughs) Okay, how do I start off? Okay, so... This movie, let me give you a brief synopsis. It is about this guy, this young man who is a student in college. It seems like he is a new, it seems like he's a transfer student. So I don't think it's his freshman year. So he transfers to this prestigious college where he is the, um, the not rich kid on campus. He's the only kid seemingly not to be the well-off kid. Everyone else seems to be doing well, um, like in their rankings in society. And this kid, he is like on the outskirts and he just wants to fit in with the popular kids. He starts to admire from afar this young man who is very attractive. He kind of meets this aesthetic appearance of an attractive young man at the time. So he's kind of stalking him in a way, but the way that is shown to us as viewers, it just seems like, oh, this, this, this new kid just wants to fit in and this is the crowd that he wants to be with, right? It doesn't really come off too creeperish um, until later on in the movie. So anyway, he eventually finds his way to wiggle into the group and becomes chum chum with the with the guy, the popular guy. The popular guy, there wasn't any direct inclination of him being bisexual or straight up gay yet we did catch scenes in which prior to them becoming friends um the popular guy let me just say his name child i'll keep on saying that the popular guy 
the popular guy, he is like he looks like they always catch each other's eye contact. And it made me as the viewer wonder, hmm, is he gay? Is he not? Like, you know how sometimes people who are gay or bisexual could kind of catch that feeling from other people or I don't know when you, at least when you know someone's checking you out you somehow find out because y'all just connect there's something about like something about that energetically anyway uh they always catch eye contact right um or not even like if you're gay but like if you're if you're kind of interested in somebody you somehow you find your way staring at them back i don't know okay yeah so the popular guy his name is felix and the new kid, his name is Oliver, okay? So Felix is very handsome. He has this nice haircut. His hair kind of swings. He has this, like, infectious smile. Like, he's a very handsome gentleman. Uh, this is all based in the UK. According to the accent, I'm assuming it's in the UK. So, anyway... Not only is Felix very handsome, but he seems to be a nice guy. He's very uh, welcoming and friendly, despite his friend group seeming to be snobbish and standoffish. Felix is the nice one. He's the one who kind of brings Oliver into their friend group and kind of leads him into his life, like very selflessly. So that's cool. It made me look at Felix as like, okay, he's a nice guy. This seems to be a nice friendship brewing. But we obviously could see that Oliver is really not just infatuated with Felix, but probably in love with him and obviously hasn't expressed that yet, at least. So Oliver is getting close to this friend group. He's now like kind of one of them. Felix invites Oliver with him to his home, I guess for the holidays, because Oliver gave Felix a sad story, a sob story of his family. He said that his family uh, basically, basically consists of drunks. So his parents are unstable and they're they're not in their right minds and he doesn't really have close relationship with them come to find out spoiler alert they're pretty stable as they come (laughs) like they have a very well head uh on their shoulders their home is well uh taken care of like everything is like okay you seem like you came from a good background like what are you talking about okay cool anyway but prior to me prior to us getting there we see Oliver tells a sad story. I, of course, believe him because there was no uh, inclination of us believing anything different. So, okay, whatever, fine. Oliver, to us, like us as viewers, those who've watched it, right? We have the impression that Oliver may be gay or maybe, okay, at least bisexual because, yes, there are such things as bisexual for men. Got it. Fine. You don't have to beat me down. Fine, whatever. <laughs> um, make sure you like this video on YouTube, y'all. Um, anyway, so uh what happened? So he is actually Oliver, he's 
like getting play from other women or like he hooks up with a woman like briefly i think she was he was her last resort because the guy that she wanted to hook up with i think felix actually she didn't end up hooking up with him um anyway uh okay so there are different scenes i'm kind of gloss over main parts in this movie that really just made me so uncomfortable but of course I still watched it because I've I've already invested I'm already here there's a part in the movie in which Oliver is at Felix's house which is basically a castle because Felix comes from money and so we see that very evidently in this movie so we see that uh uh, okay, so Felix and Oliver, they're staying side by side in Felix's house, in his castle. They share the same bathroom. One night, Felix was taking a bath. And while he was taking a bath, he was jacking off. Oliver notices, well, not even notices, he's watching Felix jack off in the bathtub. And he is so like, oh my gosh, this is so hot. Like he's so like, he's in love with this man. Like he's so into him and he's just watching him. Finally, Felix, uh, leaves the bathroom where he's done. And then, um, I guess he didn't drain the tub quick enough because the water takes a while. I don't know. But Oliver's ass goes into the bathroom. Y'all. And he slurps the bath water that is infused with Felix's cup. <laughs> and like, not even sl- like he slurps it down to the drain, like, and his lips are down, like, just sl- like you see him slurping it. And it's like, what in the world? Like, imagine filming this. Imagine acting in this. Imagine the production team. Like, it was just so disturbing. And I'm just like, anyway, so that's one example of a disgusting scene. Another example. In the movie, you see, no, you see Oliver. No, you see Felix's sister, who is a character who wants attention and she struggles with an eating disorder, um, whatnot, whatever. So she's outside of Oliver's room, and she's purposely standing in a suggestive way. She's standing naked, or she's standing barely clothed, and she's like positioning herself in a way that is inviting. So... Oliver invites himself down and goes to her outside. They get close and Oliver starts to like put put himself on her, right? She says, "Oh, we it's not the right time. It's a is is you know, she's basically saying to him, "I'm on my period. Like you probably should stop." He continues nonetheless. And look, against having any sexual contact while on your period. I think for so long, especially biblically, right? 
we want to take it there. But for so long, we've been conditioned to to be so dis- uh, disgusted, right? I, I guess I could use that word since I've been using it. But we've been so disgusted by the females' natural juices and um, lock her up. You know, you you can't stay in this house when you're on the period. Like, if you want to go back to the Bible, like, that's what it says, literally. It really brings it back to, in the Old Testament, how women who are on their period or who have their period, they are disgusting beings. Put them away. Lock them up. You know, they're unwashed heathens. And, like, damn. <laughs> I can't control this. Uh, so, I, I never liked that rhetoric. I never liked it. I thought it was so rude like first of all this is how i was naturally made and you pointing it out to be disgusting is just so disrespectful anyway it was always frowned upon and not even frowned upon but like so disturbing if you were to engage in sex while on your period now, look, I think, sure, maybe some days on your period, like the first two days, basically the days when you're heaviest, maybe you probably wouldn't want to because your body's uncomfortable or, yeah, you, you have back pains and you're really heavy. Your your blood flow's heavy. That's understandable. But I don't feel like it should stop the show. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it should stop the show. I think... Because think about it, you're on average, your period seven days, right? Some people have it for five days. And some people, there are many women actually who have it for longer, who have irregular periods, um, menstruation. So just imagine, are you to not have any relations, sexual relations during that period? It's one thing if you're single and you don't have any, um, like anybody to engage with and that's like okay fine but if you're not single if you're in a relationship if you're if you're living with your your significant other if you're married right that is difficult and i feel like that's a strain on your marriage and i feel like that's not fair <laughs> but not even just not fair to the man but i think we also should continue to normalize women wanting sex and wanting sex under any capacity as well. Like it shouldn't be always this, Oh, I'm on my period. Cause I remember watching so many movies growing up and seeing how the wife would say I'm on my period as if to say, don't, don't, you know, and that was their way out. Right. And that's fine. Look, I just, look, I'm just saying you can't, say no or say you know what not tonight i think that's fine don't don't get me wrong i just think um this instant response to someone wanting sex from you um not even someone but like someone who you're dating someone who you're who you've been having sex with wanting sex from you and you saying oh i'm on my period as if that's to say what Anyway, I say all that to say, even me saying this right now, y'all, I was still disgusted by this scene. Now, I don't think I even described the scene well enough yet, right? Okay, so let's go back to it. Oliver is, is getting close to Felix's sister. 
Oliver puts his finger down her her panties. And she says, well, she notions to him, well, no, it's not the right time. I'm at my period, basically, right? He doesn't stop. Instead, he takes her the finger that he had inside of her and licks it. And we see, even though the scene is set up to be dark, the scene is dark. Like, literally, it's, it's a dark scene. It's really kind of hard to see. Um. Anyway, so the scene is dark. But we still see the blood dripping from his finger, right? Now, the dripping part tells me a lot, right? As a woman, what does it tell me? It tells me she's on her first day, her first or second day of her period. It tells me that she is a heavy bleeder because the way, obviously, it's not real blood, right? Wouldn't it be crazy if it was real blood in the scene? They made something, but just judging off of how it looks, it wasn't like, oh, she's spotting. I think the spots, right? If you're spotting, can you really say you're on your period and no, I don't want to have sex? No, no, no. She was, a, she was, she was day one, a full day of bleeding. And this nigga want to come inside and be like, oh, anyway, so he takes his finger out. He licks it, right? He puts the finger that's dripping in blood. He licks it in his mouth. He puts it in his mouth. And not only does he put it in his mouth, he put it in her mouth. He put it, did you hear me? Is the mic on? He put it in her mouth. (laughs) Now look, I know I just said, you know, we shouldn't, you know, make women feel disgusting for the, I just, some things are still too much. For my consumption, for my consumption, for my eyes, it was a lot, y'all. I was like, I don't know. I just feel like if you were going to give me head and I'm on my period, just kind of wipe it. Like, first kind of clean me out with a towel, nice little clean out. And, you know, do you do what you got to do. But the whole, like, digging me in with your finger, licking it, putting it in my mouth, I just, stop it. Like, it's it's a lot. Uh, You know, I just feel like there's a tasteful way to do it without it being too gory. It's a little gory. If somebody die, it's gory. So that's, that's just my um, just analysis of this. It was just gory. <laughs> but yeah, I say all this to say, don't watch Saltburn. I watched it so you don't have to watch it. I'm I come on here to warn you from it. Now, overall, I think the storyline is interesting. Like if you want to just look past the disgusting scenes, obviously there is done for shock value. There's been so many scenes. What I'm seeing now in cinema is men naked on screen. And not just like, oh, I see some butt action. No. You see the peen. You see the you see the whole flaccid penis. And it's a sight. It's such a sight. I, I thought it's so fascinating when you watch a flaccid penis be flaccid in comparison to a hard one. Because, you know, typically whenever you see a, a penis on screen, it's a hard one because you're watching porn. 
You know, like, when do you see a flaccid penis? What? So when you see just like a penis just being a penis and just like flailing around in your face on screen, it's like, oh my gosh, this is how you look like in your stable form. Like, you don't always have to perform for me, right? <laughs> like, oh, look at that little penis. It's like, I mean, look, when it's flaccid, it looks smaller than your your typical experience of seeing a penis because typically i feel like if you're seeing a penis you're seeing one that's hard right like why am i looking at your penis if it's not hard <laughs> go back and get hard okay so <clears throat> yeah it's just fascinating um the whole synopsis of the movie is basically seeing how this kid who wants to fit in, wants to be a part of the cool crowd, does anything to not just get in proximity, but get ingested, get invested, get get sewn into the culture of what he wants to be in, that he does whatever it takes. And uh, we definitely see how he does whatever it takes. I know I gave a lot of spoilers, but I left a lot of things out in my description of this movie. So not everything is spoiled. So if you still dare to watch this blood dripping down your finger, yet I'm still looking it off my uh, off my finger and then putting it in your mouth type of movie, don't say I didn't warn you. And if you watched it, let me know so we can talk about it. <laughs> so we can talk about it. Welcome to Miami. Miami had an interesting weekend as well. That left people wondering whether or not aliens have come into town. Yes. There were over a hundred plus cops and like so many cop cars in Miami in this area where there are there's a mall. So there's this big mall. Let me go back to the beginning. Okay, so an incident at a Miami shopping mall, which resulted in the arrest of four teenagers earlier this week has sparked the spread of a, of a bizarre theory on social media which suggests that the alleged presence of aliens was um, was actually what was going on. So that is a theory that's been going around. Not sure what to believe, right? We don't know. We don't know. But it's never been heard of the... Uh, just like hundreds of cop cars showing up for teenagers throwing fireworks at each other in an open air shopping mall. There were more than 60 police cars that swarmed 
the Bayside Marketplace in downtown Miami. And this led to the airport shutting down, so much traffic, a lot was going on. And people just couldn't believe that it, it, it was for the reason that we're being told. Also, there are people saying that they saw these eight to 10 foot tall creatures around the area and there's footage of it, right? So I'm looking at these pictures, right? I'm looking at these pictures and people are swearing that the area that's circled I'm going to go ahead and share my screen. So again, if you are watching on YouTube, you are seeing what I am showing and what I'm describing right now. So make sure you are subscribed to the YouTube channel. That is your way of showing support. Thank you so much. And you get to see what I'm talking about. So here, as you can see, there's an area that is circled. But in this little circle, it's hard to really see exactly what people are talking about as far as the eight foot, 10 foot. It sounds like um that song. Hold on, wait a minute. Not, you know, that, that Wayne song. Okay, so <clears throat> they're, they're uh, implying, not just implying, but they're making the the point that there were aliens the the height of 10 foot at least eight foot eight to ten foot tall aliens who knows at this point anything could be true at this point anything could be true i'm not i'm not crossing it off but it is quite peculiar to see that many cops show up when that's not typical for the alleged incident that they are saying took place. Because what they're saying took place was just, oh, four teenagers throwing fireworks and this many, like, you know, typically why, why can't, why can't it just be four no more than four cop cars show up. Not even cop cars. Why can't it just be freaking the mall security showing up like, hey, kids, get the fuck out. You know? Who knows? Anyway, so uh, let's go ahead and watch this quick video of an explanation from one of the Miami policemen who decided to share the final result or just explanation as to why so many cops showed up. And his response was quite strange, if you ask me. But I think he was kind of mocking us for just believing anything other than what they're saying. So let's go ahead and listen to this. Viral on social media right now. First, our response to that a uh, big incident in Bayside Marketplace. What happened was there was about 50 or more juveniles that were shooting fireworks at people. There was also some looting going on. So officers that were on that scene were having a little bit of trouble containing it. So they called what is called the Citywide Three, which every officer in the city responded. That's why you saw so much police presence. 
is for Oh, it was fireworks and nothing less. In the video, you hear the background music of Alien. Make fun of us for even considering the possibility of it being eight, eight to ten foot creatures. Well, I mean, who knows? You know, maybe... You know, the, the internet has a way of running with a theory to the ground and really making you feel like maybe this is true. But the images that we see, according to what I've so far, doesn't really showcase 8 to 10. I mean, if you look at this image right here, though, I'm going to show this one too. There's an image that... It looks like, okay, someone who's really tall, but it doesn't really, <laughs> it could be anything. It could be statues. It could be, so I don't know. It does look kind of creepy right here in this close up, but who knows? Who knows? I wouldn't be entirely surprised if it, if it was, uh, but we'll see. Ooh, okay, I'm looking at these comments here. Someone says, I ran one of the images through several systems. It is an original photo taken by an iPhone manufactured in 2022. So what does that mean? Manufactured in 2022? She's saying that it's a fake image. Who knows? But you know how they say, they say that with uh, extraterrestrial life, they find a way to somehow erase any footage that you take of them. So, oh, they're like press their their thumbs in your in your eyelids, and somehow the images or what you thought you saw suddenly you didn't see it. So, look, would we be so quick and um, easy to see these images if they were true? Probably not. I, I would assume that they're so much uh, quicker than we are and they're like a step ahead that we wouldn't like we wouldn't be able to somehow have these podcast episodes about these eight to 10 foot tall creatures. I don't know. I, I wouldn't think it'll be that easy, to be honest with you. So there's that. So Miami's invaded with aliens. Yippee. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about Little Nas X. Now, look, Little Nas X has had his run being controversial, being um, a troll, essentially. I think prior to him uh, being this big time name, he was actually known for being a troll on the internet. So he has a history of this. He knows the strategy for it. And what he's doing now is no, is no, is no different than what he would be doing, considering that he is a professional troll. So Little Nas S, for those who may not know, started off as this innocent young teen who um, 
I'm gonna take my hands to the rodeo. I'm gonna ride and I can't no more. Like very lighthearted song that was a massive hit, y'all. Still is a hit, I would say. Massive, massive hit. But the re- I feel like more of the reason why it was a massive hit is he really had a strong influence upon young people, the youth in particular. Like I remember in particular, I remember my niece, she loved that song and she would um, just always sing it very, she, she was always into it and it was popular. It was popular. I'm hearing a phone dial. (laughs) Anyway, the, the um, song was popular at the school that she was at. They played it after school. Like it was sung during assemblies. Like it was very much encouraged and kid friendly. It was it was kid friendly. It was encouraged to be played at school. That's how you know it was a strong influence. When you could play a song at school. What? Anyway, so all the kids were listening to this song, was listening to this song, and it was a massive hit. At that time, we didn't know that he was gay. We didn't know that he was a flaming homo. We didn't know any of that. Shortly thereafter, he comes forward and comes out the closet. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then he starts pushing out songs and music videos that were very strong in nature. Um, you see him grinding with the devil the devil is a man and like just very suggestive song not even suggestive like very direct sexually explicit songs and not just that it was pushing on this satanic imagery that were very very like the typical go-to satanic images like this deep red the satanic figures and images of the devil and him like he had his eye contact into like this red look like he purposely transitioned from this Ooh, friendly, you could play me for your kids and take me to the schools. And he even performed at different schools. Like he was very popular amongst the youth. And once he got that locked down, what happened? Boom, I'm gay and I love the devil. Like, what? (laughs) You know, things that aren't typically kid-friendly that you wouldn't play at the school assembly for your third grader, right? He suddenly is that. So it was a huge transition and it was just strange. Everyone's being called a a homophobe for disliking him now because of, of his imagery when it's like, no, you're totally like you're, you're being deceitful. You're being deceitful and you locked in my kid and now you're influencing my kid with this lifestyle that I don't agree with, right? Either lifestyle, whatever. So anyway, we now learn that he is in his Christian era. He purposely said this um, verbatim. Uh, I'm in my Christian era. Now, one thing about Little Nas X, y'all, 
Child, this I don't know what team is behind him, but the songs that he pushes, they're pretty catchy. I think they're pretty like they have a nice melody to them. They're have a nice, like, I think he has a nice voice to be like everything sounds pretty good. Like audio-wise, it's a nice adventure. <laughs> like it's crazy. So he sounds good. Um, but I don't really, I don't engage in his, in his work. I don't listen to his records and he's not, he's not an artist where, oh, he has an album out. Like, I don't know if he had an album. I just think he, I just think he had singles. Maybe he did have an album. I just didn't know. But honestly, like, there's not much about him that, you know, unless it's, unless it's surrounding, um, his controversial imagery. So that's just like makes me wonder, is he a plan? Shout out to Cat Williams. <laughs> Shout out. But let's talk about Cat Williams. Shout out to Cat Williams on Club Shay Shay. I love that interview. I love a man who just a person who can confidently confidently call out the BS that's in whatever industry that they're in and have facts and um, just the confidence to do that. And I think because he is someone of integrity who isn't convinced by the, the world, he stands on his God-given talents that he isn't amused by what the devil is presenting to him. I find it to be very commendable, just like, just on principle, like not even, like, I'm not even trying to get into too much of the content of what he talked about, which I loved, but just on the fact that he is someone who clearly is not moved, not moved by the devil's deception. And that's hard. If you really want to talk about that, especially those who may not be aware, but the world is a devil's playground. This is his, this is his playground. This is his field. This is his realm. He is getting off on everyone who is so uh, enticed by worldly things, who in, who's enticed by power, fame, riches, all of that. And so for him to say, for Cat Williams to say in his interview, I, I still remember he said, Satan can't give you blessings. Satan, can't, Satan doesn't bless the people who follow him. Like, that's not a blessing, you know? And for so long, people are put under the delusion of, oh, well, I I am blessed. I am blessed. I have all these things. I have all these things. Yet they're compromising their morals. They're compromising their identity, their soul, for these things, are you blessed, right? If you have to, if you're constantly coerced into sexual positions to get far in your business, to get far in your industry, are you blessed? That's not a blessing. You know, that's not a blessing because God blesses, Satan doesn't. Oh, child, <laughs> let's get back to preaching on this pod. Seriously. And for Cat Williams to stand on that and say that confidently. I just, oh, I, I was, I was tickled. 
that was such a great line and it was authentic. It was, it was pretty dope. I really appreciated that. So that was, and I felt like that was inspiring too, because, you know, just being in this world and seeing other people seemingly have all of the, the joys in the world, right? Oh, they have fancy cars and they have, you know, this beautiful family and oh, look at the house. Oh my gosh. And we live in this world where we're constantly reminded of what people have. <laughs> like there's really no way around it. Like, even if you say to yourself, Oh, I'm not going to scroll on Instagram for, you know, after eight o'clock today, or I'm not going to first thing I wake up, I'm not going to get on my phone. It's hard to get around that, honestly, because of just the culture that we're in, the nature of the world that we're in. It, you have to be on your phone. Like, that's not like, cut it out. Oh, I want to reduce screen time. How? How? Yes, you can read a book. Okay, but you have to, like, you have to get on your phone at one point. <laughs> like, cut it out, dog. Like, cut it out. But, you know, that is always said. And yet we still have to be connected in some way. And as we're connecting on the phone, we always see, we're always bombarded with other people's lives. You know, oftentimes on Instagram, we see the highlights of people's lives. We see the drinks, we see the travels, we see, oh, I live, I look at the spine, look at my influencer lifestyle and look, I, you know, you could quit your job too. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> no, but anyway, we see all this. And we're under this delusion. We're under this deception that this is what we want. This is what equates to happiness. And when something's being dangled in our face and being said to us, oh, you could get this if only you give me your butt. <laughs> Seriously, if only you give me your butt. Um... If only you give that information, should that be the title of the episode? <laughs> Love it. But who knows, child? But not even who knows. I said what I said. I think, uh, yeah, we get so caught up in the deception of it that we, we're so deceived. We're so easily deceived. So I just love that he said that. Satan can't give you blessings. That's only from God. Anyway, Lil Nas X has come out saying he's out the Christian closet and he has also released an image of himself on the cross and obviously he is referencing Jesus on the cross. <laughs> Look. People are within their right to react how they react. I'm not even trying to get on that. But I think the only way to best take down this man is to not give him the attention. And I know, obviously, I'm giving him attention right now by talking about it. But what I mean by attention is to not give him your energy of anger. Like, don't even get mad. Like, he is... He is getting off on the fact that he is getting you angry. Like there's a currency in 
controversy. There's a currency in getting mad and calling him out. And he is Satan himself. Like there's a currency in that. So instead of getting angry, I, I feel like if you are going to talk about him, how about you just laugh about it? Like, you know, just here this nigga go again. Like, don't take it too personal because really what does him doing that? How does it make you shit? How does it help your life? How does it hurt your life? It doesn't. It doesn't. If it bothers you, simply mute him from your timeline. Disconnect from him if you're following him on social media. Like, you know, like it doesn't have to be a big deal. And you don't have to get, get so emotionally invested that, you know, you're so upset. How could he disrespect? Now, what I've heard a lot of people say is, you know, People play with Christianity Christianity a lot more than they do Islam and, you know, Judaism. And that, that is true. I don't know why that is. Maybe because there is a higher percentage of Black Americans or just Black people in general in Christianity than they are in Judaism or, well, Judaism that we know. But you know what I mean? Who knows? You know, people don't respect, or maybe um, because Christianity worships the one true living God. <laughs> Let's take it there. <laughs> the one true living God. Huh? I mean, maybe, who knows? But I think the only way for him to continue to get off on us is if we get so invested emotionally and I think if you need to talk about him, just like laugh it off and name him for what he is. Name him as the troll that he is and be like, you know what, child? There he go trolling again. Like, just kind of like rub it off. Like, it doesn't even have to be a big deal because obviously he is trolling in our face. He's trolling in our face. Okay, let's end off talking about Jonathan Major. Jonathan Zaddy Majors. <laughs> okay, so he is supposed to get sentenced within the next month. Now, I don't believe he's going to get to actually serve up to a year. Um, And that's what's being reported, too, because, like, according to his sentencing, it'll be serving up to a well no more than a year in in prison for his guilty verdict mind you he wasn't guilty on all counts he was guilty on two counts and it resulted in the the sentencing of no more than a year in prison i think the one of the guilty counts was because of his reckless nature his alleged reckless nature it led to her getting physically assaulted. So, and you know, I'm rolling my eyes because I've been team Jonathan Majors from the beginning. I thought this was not going to go this way because of the evidence that we saw. We saw video evidence of him running away from this woman who is chasing him. We see her clearly unstable. 
yet that was still null and void. There was also pictures of bruising on his body. And yes, there are pictures of her showing bruise on her bruises on her body, claiming that those bruises are because of him. And he's claiming that his bruises are because of her. I believe him. Um, he is denying that he hit her, hurt her in any way. In the video that we see viral, we do see him hold, not holding her, but like he's trying to push her. He's trying to adjust her body <laughs> back into the van that they were in. Uh, because clearly she was not trying to stay in the van, stay in the car, not van. It was an SUV, the Jeep. He was trying to like, okay, stay in here. I'm out. And she obviously didn't want to stay in because we see further on in the video how she is chasing this man, this grown black ass man. So this is the wildest thing. So you would think, okay, at the very least, there'll be some fine, you know, pay a fine and y'all be, y'all be well within your own way. But no, he's found guilty. I don't think it's right. Justice, free him. Same to Tory Lanez. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, okay. He has since come forward and uh, his he made it a post-interview, no, a post-verdict interview at GMA. And I'm going to go ahead and play a clip from this video so that we understand what, what is going on. He's of the same... Sorry. He's of the same response or same sentiments as we are. And I just find it to be very disappointing that he is going through this. So ju justice to Jonathan Majors. And we'll see how this, this pans out. But let me go ahead and play this video. And again, make sure you are liking this video. That is what that is your way of supporting this channel. And subscribe to this channel as well. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. And thank you again. Let's go ahead and watch this. With Jonathan Majors, the actor who was convicted of misdemeanor reckless assault and harassment just as his career was taking off. Majors says he always intended to take the witness stand, but didn't in the end because he felt the prior testimony was so compelling that there was nothing else for him to add. But now that the jury has spoken, he felt it was time to tell his story. This has been very, very, very uh, hard and very difficult and uh, confusing in many ways. Jonathan Majors breaking his silence just weeks after a Manhattan jury found him guilty of misdemeanor reckless assault and harassment of his ex-girlfriend Grace Jabari. The actor at times emotional. Sorry. Um, you know, I haven't I haven't seen my daughter in a, in a, in a, in a long time. You know, and um, First of all, I don't know he had a daughter, but okay. <laughs> a lot of it has to do with this situation. In a split verdict, Majors was found not guilty of two other misdemeanors, assault with intent to cause physical injury and aggravated assault. They're saying you didn't intend right. to injure her, right. but the result of your recklessness right. injured her. Right. Were you reckless? I was reckless with her heart. Mm. Not with her body. Not with her body.
He is such an actor. Love it. <laughs> now, I'm saying that in saying that I still believe him, but I just find that to be so interesting how he used those choice of words and his tone, his delivery. I was reckless with her heart, but not her body. <laughs> but okay, okay, you were, you were. <laughs> The physical altercation started inside an SUV after Majors received a suggestive text message from another woman. Hours later, after Majors placed a 911 call, police found Jabari unconscious on a closet floor in their apartment, as seen in this body camera footage. You feel like that you did anything wrong on the night of March 25th, if you could relive that night? I wouldn't have picked her up. I wouldn't have picked her up. I wouldn't have put her back in the car. I wouldn't have tried to keep her in the car. I would have gotten out that car and ran immediately. The two met back in 2020. All right, so there's that. I also want to play this clip that it's going to be from another video. Rumor has it, rumor, rumor. Let's see. What is Jonathan Major's obsession with Coretta? <laughs> Actress Megan Good has remained by his side, even present for our interview. How would you describe your relationship? She's an angel. She's held me down like, like, a, like a Coretta. You know, the relationship is still fresh, but you know, I think I, I found her. What is <laughs> so we see here? Jonathan Majors is giving his his uh praise and adoration to Megan Good, who's who's been holding him down apparently, and from what we could see. There's been so many imageries of there was so many there's been so many images of her walking in with him, standing by him, standing by her man. And a lot of people gave her so much flack for it because if he's accused of being physically abusive, why would you wanna, you know, be on his, you know, his hip, you know, standing by him? And it's like, shut up. You don't know what you don't know what's going on. You don't know what's going on. You don't know if he really hurt that girl. You don't, <laughs> you know? Uh, so, whatever. I I do, I do find it peculiar, of course, being that, oh, now, you know, now you have a black woman on your hand and um, who, who came to your rescue and who's holding you down like Coretta Scott King. I don't know why he is obsessed with Coretta Scott King, but it is what it is. And... <laughs> You know, he wasn't with a black woman before her, obviously. Who knows? But I just think, you know, I'm Team Jonathan. <laughs> I love his work. Child, if you make me love your work the way that I love your work, you can hit whoever you want to hit. Okay. <laughs> you can hit whoever you want to hit, nigga. Like I, I don't think he hit her. I don't think it was an abusive relationship from his end. She comes off as a white girl who is very unstable, like just like unwell, dramatic. You know, in that video that we see of her on her closet room floor, can't why can't get up? Why can't you move again? Like, what are you doing? Allegedly, she was in this frenzy trying to say to him you know if you leave me i'm ending my life like just like so dramatic can you stop it stop it i just think she is someone who is very dramatic 
And seeing that video of her chasing after him definitely didn't make me look at her any different. It made me look at her as, again, this unstable, white, crazy woman. So John DeMajor should have never been with her. This is what happens when you get with the snow bunnies. Shout out to Dr. Umar. And it is what it is. I, I, I hope that he doesn't have to go to prison. I hope there's a way for him to be successful in his, um, how you call it when you fight against a verdict? I forget, but I hope he, he, he finds a way out child. I hope he finds a way out. Anyway, thank you so much for listening you all. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for leaving a positive review on Apple podcasts and Spotify. Thank you for telling a friend to tell a friend. I'm going to end it here and I will check in with you all next time. Peace.